welcome to the Women Who Can podcast, and more importantly, the Business Boss Lady series. Over the next six weeks, you are in for a treat, as I have had the pleasure in interviewing some of the most incredible powerhouse women in the entrepreneur space that we live in. Together, we chat through their confident stories, what held them back at the beginning of their journey, and how they went from the woman who can to the woman who has. So buckle up because you are in for an empowering, inspiring and sensational ride. And me, as your host, Becky, I cannot wait to share their stories with you. So let's do this. On today's episode, I have the beautiful Samantha Hearn. Sam is a business coach, mentor, and teacher transforming your business one coaching call at a time. She is obsessed with supporting those action takers and is here to inspire, and that's exactly what she did for me too. Sam was my previous coach, so it was really nice to catch up and for me to ask her some questions for a change. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode, to be empowered and to be inspired by her story and hope that it just gives you that little nudge into yours. Enjoy and make sure you're posting this on social media. Tag us both so we know you're listening. Hello everyone and welcome to Women Who Can. Again, I am so excited right now because I have probably one of my favorite people in the world with me today, um, my previous coach as of yesterday, um, and uh, this is Samantha Hearn. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Do you want to tell the listeners who you are and what you do? Hi everyone. So my name is Samantha Hearn, but you can call me Sam. So I'm a business coach for female entrepreneurs. And ultimately my job is to help them build a community, grow a sustainable and successful business and be happy doing it. And I live in Surrey in the UK. I'm about 10 minutes from the Queen. Um, And I'm obsessed with the colour yellow. Snaps. Apart from living next to the Queen. Um, So I'm so excited to have you to be the interviewee today. And I'm looking forward to asking you some questions because it's always the other way around. Yeah, I Um, know. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, So we'll get right in. And the first couple of questions, just all about mindset. And I know this is something that you are very passionate about and really bring into your business as well. Who would you say the girl was who started her business, as in you previously starting your business, to who you are today? And how was her mindset different there? Great question. Well, I think this is something that I don't really share on my um, Instagram or my social media, but I do share this with my um, community when I have events and things like that. But I actually started my Instagram account because myself and my husband were having trouble trying to conceive. So um, I got married when I was 25. He was 30, he's five years older than me. Um, Anxiety was a huge part of my childhood all the way up until my late 20s. Um, And when we, you know, started trying for a family and it it didn't happen, that just sent me in a a, back into a spiral of... um, 
anxiety, failure, disappointment, you know, coming on my period every month was just absolutely brutal. And um, I decided, you know, I'd worked really hard on my own anxiety up until that point, but I decided that I wanted to make a change. So I started an Instagram account to make myself feel better, to be honest. Um, and my first business was an anxiety coach. So I went to what I knew and I focused on being positive. I focused on bringing positivity to myself. And I more used my account to hold myself to account, to be honest, to, to really focus on what I'd learned. And, you know, four years later, no, I still don't have a child, but I do have a very, very successful business. I've completely changed my life. I've changed Luke's life. You know, our, our life is very, very different now. So I think, you know, everything does happen for a reason, but you know, the person I was back then was, I wouldn't say I was as anxious as I was when anxiety was controlling my life, but I definitely wasn't who I am now. I was still quite insecure. I, I, I wanted to fit in. Um, and when I look back now, that was a big part of wanting to then start a family now. It was like the next social tick box. Um, and that's not to discredit anyone that has that life because, you know, I love that. But I definitely found myself that I was falling uh, into that trap of thinking that if I didn't have those things, I wasn't successful. So when I first started my business, I was just as passionate. I was just as relentless. I was just as forceful, but I wasn't as content with who I am. I was definitely still behind the scenes. You know, I would cry when someone told me they were pregnant. I would, I was still very much struggling on the inside, but on the outside, I was really trying my best to move myself forward. So yeah, that, that's who I was when I first started my first business. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that as well. Yeah. Of course. And I think that's, you know, it, it comes to mind the kind of external validation that is quite prevalent when you first start a business. It's like, okay, well, how many, how many likes do I have and how many followers do I have? And that's all very important in inverted commas yeah. in, in your journey at the time. Um, and it's only from doing so much inner work. And I know you have too, is, is starting to build that, that actually, you know, that doesn't matter. And turning up like an absolute knobhead on Instagram is a good thing <laughs> rather than trying to pretend that you're someone, you know, that you're not kind of thing. So, and mm -hmm. I think that's what attracted me to you because you were just you on Instagram. I just love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's so important. I think definitely I, you know, before I, before I had any sort of business, I was a PE teacher. Um, so I would Monday to Friday have my hair up in a top knot, no makeup, tracksuit bottoms. And I was always the person that then would wash my hair and put makeup on at the weekend because I would socialize. And I think I, I'm still very much like that now. It's just part of my nature. And I think I wanted to build a business where I didn't feel like I had to look a certain way to be taken seriously um and like today for example i've done a discovery call and signed a new high ticket client i've got no makeup on my hair hasn't been washed for a week um and it's all about the energy and i think that's super important i, I don't ever want to feel like i can't be myself and show up when i don't look aesthetically the, the you know the best I could and I think that that also shows contrast you know like we're not robots and I think social media can definitely become a place where you can find yourself comparing to the aesthetics and I think the energy is so important energy vibration personality so I, I think that's a I'm really glad that that's what attracted you to me because I, I think that that's 
super important. I don't want to ever not be able to be myself. That's a really big part of the brand that I've built. So yeah, that, that is super important. Yeah. And I think energy, like energy is so important, even through a screen. Biggest limiting belief was when you started your business. Oh, it's the same limiting belief I have now. I mean, I, I, I think this limiting belief will be with me forever, if I'm completely honest, um, because of the upbringing I had and the, the trauma I went through and, you know, the, the, uh, the, the childhood experiences that I had, I think it is, and, and it's not a level of accepting defeat, but I think also I, I embrace the fact that this is a limiting belief that I know will always be there and it's something that I work on. But it would be wrong for me to say that it's not a limiting belief now. You know, I, I, this is still the biggest one that I have um, and it's that I'm not good enough. That's my biggest limiting belief in every aspect of my life, not just in business, as a friend, as an auntie, as a sister, as a wife. You know, my worth is the thing that triggers me the most constantly yeah and I think that's you're not alone there like at all are you there's a lot like there's a lot of us that go through that I'm not good enough and I think pretty much everyone any client that comes in it always really stems back to that I'm not good enough and it is that matter of worth and I think depending on you know what traumas you have gone through or what you have gone through in your childhood and whatever that looks like um that is something that we always have to work on. And I think that's so important for you to say that because a lot of people think this mindset is okay, well, we'll have a couple of sessions and then bam, I'm done. I'm out there. Like there's no mindset troubles for the rest of my life. And it's just not the case. Is it, you know, no matter. Yeah. I put a post out the other day, like the six figures, you're still going to have those mindset problems. If you have, if you, you know, I'm sure Tony Robbins still has to deal with his shit that (laughs) comes up. So I think it's so you know, it's really nice to hear. And I hope the listeners not enjoy hearing that, but you know what I mean? Because yeah, for sure. For sure. For you to say that that's still something that you kind of go through, which takes me very nicely into my next question. Um, but mindset practices. So what do you do kind of in the way of getting through that? Or is there a mindset practice that you is like your go-to and why is that? Yeah, I think, look, there will never be a time that someone feels invincible 24 seven. That's just not how humanity, psychology, so society, sociology, it's not how it works. And nor would we want it to be, you know, I, I am so grateful for the challenges that I've had and the fact that it does still trigger me that I feel like I'm not good enough. And, you know, I'm grateful for that because I don't ever want to not be able to one resonate with my audience, but I also don't ever want to lose that human emotion. You know, everything has an equal opposite, but the one thing, the one thing that always, I am very relentless and I'm super fearless, no matter how I feel on the inside, no one would ever know it. And that's not, and that's also not a faking it situation. It's just, you know, obviously in teaching and you'll know this from performing, you know, you have to have a front and I would always be able I will always show up always and I will always bring the best. And the reason for that is I know in my mind, the only person I'm letting down if I don't is myself. So do I want to not only feel like I'm not good enough or I'm tired or I've got period pains or whatever it might be that I'm feeling on top of that, do I then want to feel guilty for not doing my best that day? No. 
So if my best is sitting watching Netflix and doing all my admin, I'm doing that. If my best is doing some stories of some clouds and putting text on it, I'm not saying that I show up a hundred miles an hour every day, but I will never, I will never be the reason that I don't succeed. That will never happen. Never. I will never be, I will never look at myself in the mirror and say, you haven't got where you wanted to go because of you and you yeah. could have done more. I don't want that. So th that's, that's the one thing in my mindset that I always think about, you know, I want to do the best for myself. This is my life, my future, like my destiny. And I don't ever want to be the reason that I don't create what I know I deserve to create. I love that. You're making me feel like I want to run a marathon or something. <laughs> like I'm like ready. <laughs> ready to I go. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I no. love that. I think that's, it's so important, isn't it? To, to have those, whatever practices that looks like, you know, if it is journaling or there's, there's so many things that you can do and so many things resonate with people in different ways. And I think you having that relentless, you know, okay, I'm going to show up and it's almost a form of self-respect, isn't it? You know, you're respecting yourself enough to do the things yeah. that you say that you're going to do. And I think I see yeah. a lot of us sabotage that actually a lot of us sabotage the things that we really want to do for, um, you know, whether it's your mindset takes over or you go into victim mode and actually having that one practice that you go to is so important, especially when you're growing a business. It's cause it's, it's yeah, so much up and down, isn't it? How did you step into that CEO mindset? Um, that's a good question. I think uh, there's two moments that stand out for me. One, when my accountant said that I'd made 50 grand in my business and I was still working full time. Um, and I hadn't quite comprehended that that was more than my annual salary. Uh, and, and I was a senior leader in a school working 10 hour days and my salary was 42,000 a year. Um, that was the first time that I thought, oh my God, like this has all been worth it. You know, eating cocoa pops in the bath for dinner, crying because my 44 pound workshop didn't sell, working at weekends, you know, losing friends. I went for a period where I lost some friends because I wasn't as present, you know, and that was the first moment that I thought, wow, this is, this is something. Um, and the second moment was when my accountant again called me and said I'd made six figures. Um, and well, I'd exceeded it. So I'd, I'd four times the business in the next year when I had, you know, left my job. And the, I, I think those were the two moments that I realized what I've got is a business, you know, like on paper, it's an actual, it's not just me dicking around on stories and, you know, getting Luke to take pictures of me on holiday. And not that I, I never thought of it that way, but I think it's the first time that I fully embraced you know, when people ask me, I think as well, teaching is such a valiant job in wherever I, wherever I went, telling people I was a teacher got me like a badge of honor. You know, it's yeah. like a level of pride. I'm, I'm teaching the next generation. And the thing is, I'm still a teacher now. I just teach adults. I, I fucking love teaching. It's a passion of mine. Like, it really was my calling. Like, you know, even thinking about it, I'm super passionate about being a teacher. and I'm super proud that I was one. Um, yeah, that is in my bones. Like, yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So, but I think when I first went into business, I would always use teaching as like a backup. Like, oh, you know, I was a teacher. And I think when that first happened, I realized that it was okay to fully step into this and tell people that I run a business and I own a business. I fucking own a business. I never swear. Sorry, but you know, <laughs> I own a business. And I think yeah, those were the two times because 
again and obviously it's because of my nature but it was it was the the formality of it you know like it's on paper no one can take it away from me you know I've earned that and it was like and it's not about the numbers because I don't have a, a yacht and a, a private jet and it's not like I'm you know rolling around in Cartier left right and center but that's not the life that would bring me alignment which for some people it would you know I've got a Cartier engagement ring but that you know but you know it's not <laughs> dropping that in there <laughs> it's, yeah you know like I said I do I do love I do love the brand but it's not it doesn't define me so it's not it's not like the money was the reason I stepped into the CEO mindset, but it was just that kind of acknowledgement that the, the hard work that I put in and the, you know, the, the, the effort had paid off in, in business terms, you know, like another business owner would be like, fair play, you know, like you've done it. So I think, yeah, so now I definitely own it. Like I do, I own my own business and this is where I've got to, but it took a few external prompts to fully own it and, and let go of the title of, you know, I was a teacher for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, long-winded answer there, sorry. But that's oh, probably, I love that's probably yeah. yeah. And I think it happens in so many different ways, but actually that evidence, it's almost the evidence of, wow, yeah. this, is, this has gone from, you know, me, like the hot, not hobby mindset, but, you know, I was, I was just yeah. doing it to do it. And, and now like, wow, I'm running my own very profitable business. Like it's yeah. such a great shift. Uh, so moving in a little bit more into the business and I completely know what the answer is going to be because it's been the answer for everyone. Uh, but what is one thing you wish you'd known when you began your business? One thing I wish I knew when I started my business. I think for me, if I was going back to tell myself like a piece of advice, like one thing that I wish I knew, it would be that make, make the mistakes anyway, like do it. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you know, just like if, if, if I, if I really think about it, even though I did make mistakes and I'm pretty, you know, like fearless in that situation, I think I would just want to know that all of the wrong shit that we do, let's be honest, everyone puts something out there and it doesn't work. And you're like, right, well back to the drawing board or, you know, you try it and you put a name out there and it doesn't work and all of that. But I think I would just want to know that all of those like failures in speech marks still lead you to a better success than not doing anything. Yeah, um, that would probably that would probably be it for me. Yeah, that's been everyone's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's it's very, good. yeah, yeah. And I think that's so nice is that we we were, I was speaking about this on another podcast is that magic formula that you think everyone has when you yeah, first start. Yeah, there business. isn't one. <laughs> like, there's just yeah, not one. Is not there. one. And you, no way. You reach it, and we were we were talking about how many freebies you sign up to, thinking that that is going to oh. be a freebie. <laughs> You know, but actually doing and making those mistakes is part and parcel of the journey. And, you know, it's, it's that, it is that going through that, that builds you and makes you stronger. Um, and we picked up on this, but what would you say your biggest, um, in inverted commas, so-called failure has been and what did you learn from it? Good question. What's my biggest failure in business? Oh, that is so hard because I tell you why I I never accept failure as an option. Yeah. 
Um, so for me, when I look back at all of my launches now, I'm like, bloody hell, Sam, what was that? That was a literal, <laughs> like that was a car crash. However, I always signed clients, yeah. you know, like even if it was messy and absolutely everywhere, I did always sell. So I've never had a failure of like, I've wanted to launch something and it's, and it's never like nothing's happened because I'm so like, you know, let's just do everything and anything. But I think the biggest failure for me was, I think actually trying to do what other people were doing. Um, because I thought it was the next best thing to do. For example, YouTube, um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Get on YouTube. It took too much of my time. It didn't bring me an ROI. It wasn't really where I, I didn't enjoy it as much because you couldn't just show up like I am now because it did need to be a little bit more, you know, professional. That's probably the biggest thing that I did that didn't necessarily go how I thought. But then when I look back, I, I wasn't doing it because I really wanted to do it. I was doing it because I thought I should because everyone else was doing it. That's, that, yeah. that's probably the biggest one for me. Yeah. And I think that that comes in so many different ways when we, when we do come into the kind of this world is like, Oh, okay, well that coach is on LinkedIn and she's doing a oh. Facebook and she's, she's doing this. And that means then I, therefore I must be doing that too. And it's very easy to fall into that, that trap, isn't it? It's very easy to fall yeah. into that mindset where you just see someone who is six or seven figures. And actually what you don't know is what they've been through to get there. Um, you know, yeah comparing your number one to their number 20 kind of thing. So yeah, I, I know we don't, I don't like the word failure, but it's always a lesson, but yeah, it's oh, nice. totally. Yeah. Um, what was the kind of pivotal moment for you where you went from, and this, we might have discussed this already, but when you went from the woman who can to the woman who absolutely has. That is a good question. Do you know what? If I'm really honest, I think it was actually COVID because I remember by this point, you know, by March 2020, I'd already been full time in my business for like full, full time, you know, no teaching at all, no part time or anything like that for about six months. I was already turning over six figures. I was already having, I already had consistent 10K months. All of that stuff was already, you know, happening. But when it got to March 2020, I, f I felt the heat, if I'm honest. I, was, I, 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 um, I didn't need to, but I, I, did f I, I was worried. I thought, you know, wow, I should have stayed in teaching. You know, I would always have a job. Who knows what's going to happen? I just kind of felt, wow, this is mental, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think shit got real for me then i'm very good under pressure and i feel like i'm swearing loads and i never swear but I, I i um i performed very well under pressure and i said to myself i sat down with my husband and we had a conversation about it and he was like sam consolidate whatever you do consolidate you know businesses now you 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 haven't you've done a lot more than this and for me in covid i i signed 15 new one-to-one -one clients on an eight-week program that wasn't meant to be one-to-one I did group free, I did free group coaching for over 30 women. I put on a weekly quiz. 
I did games with my class of 2020 to like boost their mood. I gave my one-to-ones extra guest experts. I was working, I was probably working 10, hour, 10 hours a day for about three months. I was flat out. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I've, I've, I'm working like I was when I was teaching. But when I got to July this year, I, I was starting to feel it a bit. But when I then looked at my numbers and I looked at where my business was, I think that was the moment that I thought I have absolutely knocked this out of the park. Like I haven't, I haven't consolidated. I've absolutely smashed it. And we've had a global pandemic and it's not like I've just smashed it financially. I've given my best to my clients. I've, 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 I have gone above and beyond to make sure that my brand has served with heart, but has given it everything. You know, it was gritty. So I think for me, when I look back now, obviously we're recording this, we're about to go into October. Uh, and you know, I, I've had, I've had a tremendous year and I've done, I would do it again. I, w- I would, I, I, and this is where people are different, but for me personally, I would sacrifice a bit of my time for, to come out of this, this global war field, you know, like this has been intense for so many reasons, so many people and, you know, have been personally affected me included, but I think that's when I realized I had because I've, I've really, I've shown, I've shown my guts there. And I think if there was a time, if there was a time, I now know that I can get through anything. My business will survive. So I think for me, that's when I realized I could, my back was against the wall. It wasn't, but I felt like that because I have such high, I have such high standards and I, and I came back, I, I came back with a fight and I would do it again. You know, I would. So I feel super proud of myself for that. I feel super proud that I did put in the work. I went above yeah. and beyond and I, and also I, I put, I, I walk the walk, you know, like if I had a client and they were at the beginning and they are putting in their blood, sweat and tears, I, I've done that. I've, I've, I've done that. And I've got the, the t-shirt, I've got the wardrobe and I'm glad <laughs> in a way that I had to go back and do it again because I showed I will always have that level of grit. And I think, yeah, that's when I realized I had. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that's, it's so important when you're, you know, for those who are listening, who are coaches to, to walk the walk, you know, I, I know you always yeah. say you don't tell your client to do anything if, unless you haven't done it yourself, you know, to, to be in yeah. that, in that space. And because they are being led by you and that's being a true leader, isn't it? You know, actually stepping up when the time is, is tough and and saying yeah. come on let's get to it kind of thing yeah I just, yeah exactly. like, off your back yeah it's <laughs> true it's through. true yeah yeah it's I true that. I thought if, if I thought if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna do it now I don't deserve for my business to thrive you know like if I if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna get my hands dirty and get stuck in people have the right to question me but I yeah. thought do you know what like I, I've I, you know I really feel like I have gone above and beyond and I'm super proud of myself for that so yeah that would be mine and it's good to hear that because we very rarely take time to one reflect what we have done and two to be proud of ourselves like it's ridiculous isn't it that we don't ever take I know I don't take that time to say bloody hell like you know what have I created or you know what, what have I done this year so really nice to see what is the biggest myth that you'd love to bust in the entrepreneur world oh (laughs) <laughs> I've got so many. I've got so many. The biggest myth is that the richest people are the happiest. Mm. I just don't believe that. I mean, and this isn't a money mindset thing because I love money and I love making it and I love selling. But I think when you're starting, you can be intimidated by the numbers. But some 
money is not what makes you happy. It's the lifestyle that you create. I think that's the biggest myth. And for me, the money that I've earned has allowed me to like, you know, sponsor schools and, and hundreds of children being able to eat every day, but pay for my family to go on a holiday with me. You know, I, it, I've, I've been able to create a lifestyle that I'm proud of. And I think that's probably the, that's not going to be the only myth, but I think that's one of the myths that I think I don't want anyone to believe that a number is going to change your life. It doesn't. You don't make 10K and then 10K lands in your bank and you just run off on holiday. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a daily choice to make your lifestyle the priority. And when you create financial freedom, of course, that impacts the lifestyle that you live. But that's what makes you happy, the lifestyle. Um, and I'm open to be challenged on that, of course. I'm not saying that it's the only opinion. But for me, that would be a myth that I standby i don't think that the number makes anyone any more worthy than anyone else yeah i agree and i can remember having that conversation you know you you were saying you know six figures isn't just going to drop in your account one day and you're no a six-figure business owner like woo, i no. did it like no. it's a longer process and it's actually the exactly. lifestyle um that was probably one of my favorite exercises was writing down my lifestyle i've still got that list <laughs> Yeah, um, it's true. Yeah. Thank you so much for today. I wanted to finish off with just three fun facts about you. Three fun Probably. facts. Okay. <laughs> three fun facts. I have a twin brother um, and I'm three minutes older than him. Um, fun facts. I have... I don't like even numbers. <laughs> unless it's a five or a seven so i hate i sorry i hate odd numbers yes I hate odd numbers apart from a five and a seven um i this isn't really a fun fact everyone knows this but i love oh no this is fun i'm obsessed with names so i have to know someone's full name like i have to know people's names if if i if i'm being served by someone and they've got a name tag i have to use their name <laughs> like i'm that luke luke is always like you're so embarrassing like even in tesco's or like you know the shops i have to use people's names like i need to know and also if someone has an abbreviated name i need to know if they were christened that like so if someone's name is bobby is your name actually robert like i actually you know <laughs> billy is your name william like i actually need to know like it's that's that's probably the funniest i have to know someone's name like proper name that's so funny. That's the teacher in you as well, I bet. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely am obsessed with it. You know, like I need to know, like in my clients, I know their partner's names, their dog's names, their kids' names. I just, I love a name. I love a name. That would be my other fun fact. Oh, that's funny. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I really appreciate your time and your answers and, and your energy. But where can people find you? Let us know. Thank you for having me. If you search my name, you'll find me everywhere. So Samantha Hearn is on Instagram, Facebook, um, put me into Google, you'll find me. Yeah. Amazing. I'll put it in the show notes too. So thank you everyone. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this. I feel, I actually feel like I could go and run a marathon right now. <laughs> I'm that pumped. So I, I hope it. you are too. <laughs> I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode just as much as you can tell I enjoyed recording it. I think the biggest takeaway listening back and really honing in on Sam's answers was that we are truly in the driver's seat. We have our hands on the steering wheel and we get to decide whether we go, whether we stop or whether we go back in reverse. You know that you can succeed and never be the reason that you don't. Do it for yourself. Do it for you. Do it for no one else but you. 
I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you're leaving a review if you did and I will see you next week. Bye.